Is there something wrong? Warning. Life support failure on all decks. Abandon ship. Maybe it is time to take command. Bridge to Captain. Join Jan Shaw updating current events as only Jan can. Library computer. Data being received. Produced by CosmicReality.com. Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist. You can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net, on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist, on Twitter at Coach Jan Shaw, on True Social, Success Alchemist, and on Telegram, US UK Patriot. Today is the 2nd of December 2023. And the title of today's show is KM Surrendering, More Truth Being Revealed, The Great Awakening. And I want to start this week's show with a little introduction from me about our power to influence what's going on in the world. And um, obviously you must realize as you're here that this show is mainly about sharing news but I want to kind of frame it in the context of why I'm doing this and why this show is the Cosmic Creating Show. Many of you may realize that when I first started doing this show, I was doing interviews with spiritual, metaphysical people and people focused on personal development, and that's a very important thing. But I was actually guided to change the whole focus and concept of the Cosmic Creating Show. But the principles behind the concept of Cosmic Creating are very relevant still to what I'm sharing in the show. And that is that we are here to understand the problems that the world is going through because you can't solve a problem without knowing what it is. But it's really to focus our collective consciousness on envisioning the world that we actually want to create and not to be distracted into very low vibrational reactions to the news that we're hearing. I know that sometimes easier said than done, but it's really important that we approach what we're being told with neutrality. And neutrality is the absolute foundation of what I teach in my coaching programs. And that's the universal law that everything is neutral until we assign an interpretation to it. And also the principle that perception is everything. You know, it's how we perceive situations that influences our behavior, our attitudes, and where we focus our attention. And I really thought it was important to, to share this because I know there are some people that say, oh, I don't want to look at that because it's negative. But that, in effect, is giving you power away to those that are responsible for all these negative situations that we're seeing in the world. You're, in effect, um, 
giving them a pass to continue with it because you're not you're saying I don't want to look at it I can't do anything about it and that's exactly what they want and if you drop into anger and lower vibrational uh, emotions you're actually feeding them the energy that they need to continue and I, I think this is a really important point and the thing about the power of neutrality as I call it is that we always have a choice to either stay in the neutral just don't get affected at all ignore it let it go or we can look at it and and take a negative perception that says oh my goodness everything that's happening in the world is so bad you know the bad guys are winning etc etc and that's that's kind of stepping into the abyss of negativity, I say. The other option is to choose to take a positive perception of it. And that is stepping onto the solid ground of positivity. And I say in most shows that I do that what we're seeing is the great reveal and that in itself is positive. We have to look at it from the point of view, this evil has been going on in this world, has been controlled by evil for millennia. And it was always there. It's not just arisen in the past few years where all of this has been revealed. It's been there forever. So, you know, I always take the positive uh, perception that this is great, we're seeing it all out in the open and more and more people are waking up. This is the great awakening. The great reveal leads to the great awakening. And we all have the power of manifestation. We all do. Uh, we may not always do it consciously, but that's what's so important in developing mindfulness, where are you focusing your thoughts at the moment? Are you focusing on the problem and allowing all these thoughts, which have energy in themselves, have a certain vibration, will attract similar vibrations to it? Or are you focusing on what you want to create, the solutions and that's what we all need to do. We need to stop looking at the problems or giving energy to the problems. I always say, you know, you are in charge of your energy. So you can observe a problem without actually feeding emotional energy into it by staying neutral. And then you can think, okay, so is this negative or is it positive? And if you, by choosing the positive and saying, well, this is great, you know, this is the great reveal, you are doing your part in countering those problems. And if you add to that, putting your focus on what's the world that we all want to see? You know, I, I have this uh, kind of acronym, LJPA, Love, Joy, Peace and Abundance, by us all collectively focusing on that outcome, then we are making a very positive contribution to the creation of the world that we want to live in. And I, I'm always guided to, to information and help and support. 
I'm very aware of that. And uh, I note, mentally note, oh, this is interesting. I've been guided to this. This must be significant. And I'm always uh, a continuing student of manifestation. And I was guided through an article I read, which actually had not a great deal to do with the one subject matter of manifestation. But it mentioned a book which was written in the 1940s. And the book is called The Magic of Believing by Claude Bristol. And I've just picked out one little passage in the book that I thought was really um, helpful in terms of what we need to do to ensure that we are manifesting the positive outcome that we want rather than unconsciously supporting the manifestation of exactly what we don't want. And it says, when you employ your imagination properly, you see yourself doing a thing and then you go ahead and do it. Doing the thing you have pictured to yourself brings it into actual ex existence. In this connection, think about the use of a magnifying glass. When properly focused, it will gather and concentrate the light from the sun to burn a hole in the paper upon which the rays are focused. It must be held steady before the heat builds up. So it is with your images or mental pictures. So what he's saying is that we need to have a consistent focus, unwavering focus on the world we want to create in order to contribute to that outcome. And if you've been a listener of Cosmic Re Reality Radio for a while, you'll know that our philosophy is always to put out the information into the collective consciousness. And the collective consciousness is where the power lies. And if we are collectively focusing our intention on the outcome of the world that we really want to create and the, the victory against the dark side, then that power magnified by the number of us that are doing it, is bound to really result in the world that we want to create. And we can already see this happening. We're seeing it in the exposure of the evil and corruption that is coming out into the public domain more and more every day. We are winning. So please don't get bogged down in in the news that seem that is related to people's wrongdoings or um, you know the war situation or anything else, this is all part of the um, evolution of this planet into a higher dimensional existence, which is going to be so profoundly different from what we've always known, and. I would guess, I'm pretty sure that most of the people that listen to the Cosmic Creating Show and to Cosmic Reality Radio itself are starseeds. We've volunteered to come down here for a reason, to support this transition from, in effect, the dark ages to the light 
ages. And interestingly, just before I started recording this show, I came across a post on uh, Facebook from Dolores Cannon's Three Waves of Volunteers group. And it said, you are a starseed when Earth was never your first home. You have a deep-rooted longing to be home, but don't know where home is, possibly another planet. Feeling out of place, nobody understands your infinite cosmic mind. Loves to be alone in solitude, in peace, in nature. Avoids crowded places. Fascinated with space, sci-fi, UFOs, crystals, time travel, fantasy, and magic. Would rather stare up at the night sky than watch television. Dreams at night often reveal worlds and time eras never before visited. Always felt your life had a special purpose, but unsure of what it is yet. You were always ahead of your class and simply just knew everything. You have an inexhaustible compassion for all forms of life and animals. You have a highly intuitive sense of mind and can feel the energy and emotions of other people, animals, places and objects. Your life is full of synchronicities and you often see 1111 or other repeating numbers, often experience deja vu and attract luck and good fortune. You're fascinated with crystals and alternative types of healing. You avoid putting prescription drugs in your body. You are constantly researching spiritual knowledge and are obsessed with bringing your body and mind into a higher state of consciousness. You sense a huge event coming soon in the near future that will change everything we know about life and humanity. You are smiling now as you're hearing this because you know you're special and you're not alone. Starseeds unite. And I'm sure many of you listening will really resonate with that because, you know, from my experience just in the chat room with the people that listen to the radio shows here. As I said, I'm pretty convinced that most of us are, are starseeds and this describes us very well, even if not everything there is um, embodying who we are or what we're doing. Um, the overall concept, I believe, is there for most, if not all of us, that are involved with cosmic reality. So before I move on to the news, I just want to read another passage from this book, Magic of Believing. Oh, and by the way, it's available on Kindle for a mere 39 cents, would you believe? So if you're interested in reading it, I'm about halfway through in it. It's really good. Um, the passage is, so be reminded, whatever you fix your thoughts upon or steadily focus your imagination upon, that is what you attract. This is no mere figure of speech, but a fact that anyone can prove to his or her own satisfaction. Whether the results come through magnetic, electrical, or some other energy is still undetermined. But while man hasn't been able to define thought attraction, its manifestations can be seen on every hand. It is like the electrical field itself. We do not know exactly what electricity is, although we know how to generate it through various material kinds of energy-producing apparatus. We see electricity manifest every time we turn on a light or snap a switch. And I believe it's probably more to do with magnetic. You know, we have 
um, a magnetism within our bodies. And in fact, if you think about the, the structure of the atom, we've got protons and neutrons and electrons, and they have a different magnetic charge. Um, and when you think about the law of attraction, you're actually becoming a magnet for the things that you want to create either in your life or in the world. And by putting out a positive polarity, you will attract the things that you want. And uh, so I'm going to leave that there. I hope that's interesting or helpful or whatever. It's really about having the right approach to what we're seeing uh, unfold in the world so that we do ensure a positive outcome. So let's start with what Ben Fulford says about the Khazarian Mafia. This week's report, dated to 27th of November, says the Khazarian Mafia wants to surrender, ask for amnesty. The Khazarian Mafia is trying to negotiate a surrender, according to high-level intelligence agency sources. David de Rothschild, chairman of the board of directors of the World Jewish Congress, the first thing you need to know is that he was indicted in Spain in 2015 for defrauding pensioners as well as the head of the British and French branches of the Rothschild family, is offering to hand over control of the Western financial system to the Planetary Liberation Alliance. They are asking for amnesty in return. This offer came via the new head of the Committee of 300, who replaced Queen Elizabeth and is not Charles. The Illuminati Council has granted this individual the power to negotiate with the Alliance. The Alliance has responded with the following demands. A jubilee, as in a one-off cancellation of all debts, public and private, must be carried out. The wealth of the world, stolen by creating money out of nothing and charging interest on it, must be returned to the people. The post-war Western-led institutions like the BIS, the IMF, the World Bank, the UN, etc. must be replaced by something that actually serves the people of the planet. All the technologies such as hydrogen and anti-gravity that have been suppressed by the KM must be released to the public. A massive campaign to end poverty and stop environmental destruction must be started. Democracy, freedom of the press and the rule of law must be restored in the Western countries hijacked by the KM. The true hidden history of the planet must be disclosed to the people on all major media. As far as the amnesty is concerned, the alliance itself will not take any aggressive actions against the KM. However, the various legal actions against them for massive crimes against humanity, such as mass murder by vaccine, will proceed in accordance with the law. The next step will be meetings in person between representatives of the alliance and those of the Illuminati Council. This will take time as travel arrangements, etc. need to be made. The KM are trying to surrender now because they fear a pogrom to end all pogroms will be carried out by the backers of US President Donald Trump. Furthermore, the Russian army has arrived at the borders of Israel and threatened to invade unless they stop their genocide in Gaza. 
The KM is also trying to cut a deal because there is a group apparently planning to shut down the entire digital banking system. They claim to represent the US Treasury Department, but say they are not connected to supposed Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and the fake President Joe Biden. This group is currently buying up or trying to buy up all the physical dollars being held in mostly Asian warehouses. As background, whenever the US runs a trade deficit, the equivalent amount of dollars is physically delivered to or printed in that country. Since the US has run a total trade deficit of $12.143 trillion since 2000, that means a lot of cash dollars are sitting shrink-wrapped in warehouses. Here is what a representative of the group had to say. This has nothing to do with Biden or Rockefeller. It is a process related to the new financial system, a.k.a. QFS, the quantum financial system. There has to be at least one trillion of cash in pallets in order for them to move. Representatives of Asian royal families said they were willing to provide the dollars, but not if it was going to the Rothschilds. They are waiting for a reply. This situation is the biggest geopolitical move since the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Here is what the creator of the quantum financial system had to say. The idea of the new financial system is to place all these off-ledger assets onto one global repository which has a dual control of the world's central banker and the collective unanimous agreement of the world's sovereign heads of state. The various currencies, commodities, securities and general wealth will be denominated in the secure single digital currency and in time all the fiat currencies will be wound down. It replicates what Adnan Sackley tried to do and failed and also acts as a strategic structural reform of the UN, WB and BIS Baal. The dispersal of wealth to the general population by way of various structural projects is then handled on the new mainframe, so a new international banking platform and all digital and very secure with control held by military intelligence. Years of work gone into it and mind-blowing stuff. Little wonder the Rothschilds attempted to have me assassinated near carbon copy of JFK. The KM are now trying to deny any involvement in the assassination of Kennedy, by the way. They sent the following denial of allegations from Dick Cheney that it was Israeli Prime Minister David Ben-Gurion who ordered Kennedy killed. You may tell the source that it was Admiral Canaris. Mossad was not involved. It was a DVD, German intelligence operation, using assets inside CIA and FBI. Mr. Cheney will have been under the thumb of Mr. Bush Sr., who was later terminated for the murder of Adrian Sackley at BIS Baal. I did the case with a certain Francois Deloche in Switzerland, who was Adnan's lawyer, and we re remain in contact to this day. This is countered by a video uh, Ben Fulford includes, which was sent by a Mossad source, which is full of evidence Israel and Mossad were behind the assassination of JFK. It's explained clearly. Here is what Robert F. Kennedy Jr. told Colonel Douglas McGregor about the situation. 
Everybody wants to end the corrupt merger between state and corporate power. They want our regulatory agencies not to be sock puppets for the industries they are supposed to regulate to actually protect the public interest. People want to end the warfare state. The intelligence agencies have become captured. The Pentagon is a captive agency. The Fed is a captive agency. Its capacity to create money has now been deployed on behalf of the corporate kleptocracy into which our democracy has devolved. He blames the CIA for the assassinations of his uncle and father. What is clear is that Kennedy's new asset-backed US dollar was immediately rescinded by his successor, Lyndon Johnson. And he says it was the Satanists, not the Jews, responsible for the murder. Now let's talk about David de Rothschild, the so-called head of the World Jewish Congress. French patriots who have been studying him for years provided us with the following information. David de Rothschild controls France with his cousin Eric. They took over from David's father, Guy de Rothschild, who organized Satanist balls at the Chateau de Ferrière. David de Rothschild controls France by placing his men in key positions. Jacques Attali under François Mitterrand, Nicolas Bazir and François Perrault under Nicolas Sarkozy, Emmanuel Macron under François Hollande, etc. The key man in the system is Alain Mink, who manages the French economy on behalf of David de Rothschild. A similar system is also very established in Spain, Italy and the US. Carlo de Benedetti, Agnelli family, Rockefeller family, etc. David de Rothschild's cousin, Natalie Reims, explained in 2013 at the Museum of Art and History of Judaism that the entire family was governed by incest, saying, Vice is nice, but incest is best because it stays in the family. David de Rothschild's bodyguard, Christian Guo, was involved in a case of human trafficking and prostitution of minors, kidnapping of a victim of child sex trafficking. David de Rothschild and his inner circle live in the conviction that France is biblical Israel and that the real Jerusalem is Paris and that all of this belongs to them and they must rule the world. They don't care about Palestine and send poor Jews there to to the slaughterhouse. Macron himself comes directly from the Rothschild family, fooled Springer branch through his mother and Brigitte is his father. The French patriots say we are looking for anything that could contribute to destabilizing the Macron regime. What will end the Macron regime is the situation to the east of France. Ukraine is now being quarantined. Thousands of vehicles are piled up in lines stretching as far as 40 kilometers, 25 miles, as drivers wait in freezing temperatures to cross the border into Ukraine due to blockades staged by protesting truckers. The truckers have the support of the Polish government. The Slovakian and Hungarian governments are also moving to shut the border. The Germans are also cutting off Ukraine by stopping the flow of weapons and money there. The Ukraine is now an openly criminal regime. Ukrainian soldiers are getting strange vaccinations from Western doctors in what are probable biological experiments, Russian expert Anatoly Matvichuk says. 
KM Ukrainian dictator Vladimir Zelensky is using a Stalin-like secret police to round people up, forcing them into uniform or disappear them, says Colonel Douglas McGregor. The EU is also cutting ties to the Zelensky-supporting fake Biden regime. The EU cancelled a trade meeting with the US because of a deadlock in talks about steel and critical minerals. They're also now buying Russian and not Rockefeller oil. Laszlo Kova, Speaker of the Hungarian Parliament, is among many openly saying things like the US ambassador does not exist, the UN is a propaganda tool and Hungarian opposition politicians are all traitors. Germany is also fighting for independence. Their top court just ruled that 60 billion euros in unspent COVID funds were unconstitutionally relocated to a climate action fund. This is a painful blow to the coalition led by Olaf Scholz because they have lost access to funny money created out of nothing. Bank of Japan officials say Germany is getting ready to revive the Deutschmark. Germany is also joining Japan in launching the hydrogen revolution. Italy and Germany have just announced they want to circumvent the Alps by turning gas pipelines into hydrogen pipelines. The Rothschild interests in Switzerland are also now being threatened because access to African and other resources is being cut off. In a sign of this, the CEO of UBS, one of the world's largest banks, says he wants a private buyer in a potential rescue operation scenario. It is a clear sign UBS is in serious trouble. Their takeover of bankrupt Credit Suisse doesn't take effect until 2024, a CIA source notes. As we have previously reported, most major US banks are also insolvent. Also going down are the pharmaceutical corporations. Here is a partial snapshot of the legal tsunami headed their way. CDC keeping a second hidden vaccine side effect database. Attorney General Ken Paxton sues Pfizer and Tris Pharma for defrauding Texas Medicaid and providing adulterated pharmaceutical drugs to children. The Philippines Government Committee has voted to launch an investigation into over 327,000 unexplained excess deaths between 2021 and 2022. Former troops seek billions in damages, lawsuits against U.S. government over military vaccine mandate. Canadian soldiers are also taking legal action. An estimated 5,000 military service members wounded by bad vaccine. The public prosecutor of Rome, Francesco Lavoie, has charged former Health Minister of Health Roberto Speranza and others with ideological falsehood, multiple manslaughter and marketing of an imperfect, dangerous drug. KM Stooges, like President of the European Research Council, Professor Maria Leptin, have even been caught publicly saying things like it's not necessary for governments to persuade their citizens into taking mRNA vaccines using science. The situation has made unelected World Health Czar Bill Gates blast conspiracy theorists for making his super important work of vaccinating children in developing countries much harder. 
there is also a growing avalanche of pedophilia convictions against KM minions. For example, Biden Pentagon official Stephen Francis Hovenich was just busted in a massive human trafficking sting in Georgia. One of his jobs was to oversee elementary schools for the Pentagon. In Australia, former MP and twice convicted pedophile Milton Okopolis has been jailed for 20 years for calculated predatory and manipulative child sex offences. In Canada, billionaire Robert Miller, dubbed as Canada's Jeffrey Epstein, has been accused of horrific sex acts with minors. The list goes on. The stolen US election is also now looking like it is about to be overturned. A federal judge just ruled against voting machines in Georgia, saying the machine's cybersecurity flaws violate the constitutional rights of voters. Also, Arizona's totally corrupt Attorney General Chris Mays, who stole her 2022 election, has been caught in the crime of threatening officials who are trying to use paper ballots to ensure honest elections. Now we find the January 6th committee conveniently destroyed nearly 50% of the evidence before the tapes were released. In yet another sign the KM are mortally afraid of Donald Trump, former Democrat Senator Claire McCaskill says Trump is more dangerous than Hitler and Mussolini. The KM are also being increasingly exposed as murderous and racist. Zippy Navon, chief of staff to Prime Minister Netanyahu, called for Hamas members to have not just their foreskins but their entire genitals cut off and then forced them to eat them. This was after they had been tortured and smeared with pig fat and after their nails and skin had been torn from their bodies. U.S. State Department veteran Stuart Seldovitz, meanwhile, gets caught harassing a street vendor in New York, saying if we killed 4,000 Palestinian kids, it wasn't enough. Mr. Seldovitz is a Zionist who worked for Langley as well using the revolving door, according to CIA sources. Real Jews are revolting against this filth. Former Israeli Prime Minister Ehud Olmert says the Minister of National Security, Itamar Ben-Gvir, in this government is a person who was convicted in the Israeli court for terrorism against Palestinians. This is a government which is ashamed to the basic values of the Jewish people and the people of Israel. An estimated 100,000 people have gathered around the house of Crime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to demand his resignation. The world has their back. The BRICS filed a complaint against the Israeli Defence Force and told the Secretary-General of the United Nations that Gaza genocide must stop immediately. Chinese President Xi Jinping outlined the three urgent imperatives. One, the end of hostilities and the achievement of an immediate ceasefire. Two, the cessation of all forms of violence and attacks against civilians and the release of civilians held in captivity. Three, the end of collective punishment targeting the population of Gaza. They back this demand with Russian tanks. That is the real reason the fighting stopped in Gaza. The Turks and Iranians are also filing war crimes charges against Israeli government officials. War crimes tribunals are now a certainty. Criminal officials of the Israeli regime must be tried. Iran's top human rights official, Kazem Gary Babadi says, 
Now you know why the KM is suing for peace and begging for amnesty. Now I just want to pick up on something Ben Fulford said in his report about the January 6th committee having destroyed evidence from the hearings. And this is a report by thepoliticsbrief.com. House Republican confirms that certain J6 committee videos have vanished. The reported disappearance of videotapes of witness interviews of depositions conducted by the now disbanded January 6th Congressional Committee, which was led by the Democrats, is raising serious issues about the integrity of that January 6th committee. I think we all knew that that integrity was non-existent. Anyway, there are now grave doubts about that January 6th committee's activities as an investigative body. The signs are increasingly pointing to the conclusion that its role is more like that of a cover-up body. The House Administration Oversight Subcommittee, led by Representative Barry Loudermilk, Republican Georgia, made the astonishing revelation on the Just the News No Noise television show on Thursday night. All of the videotapes of all depositions are gone, he confirmed. Since the videotapes were used as evidence during congressional hearings by the now-defunct J6 committee and its chairman, Representative Betty Thompson, Democrat, Michigan, they were supposed to have retained all of the videos, according to the congressman. We found out about this early in the investigation when I received a call from someone who was looking for some information off one of the videotapes. And we started searching, and we had none, Loudermilk indicated. I wrote a letter to Benny Thompson asking for them, and he confirmed that they did not preserve those types who didn't feel that they had to. But according to House rules, you have to preserve any data and information and documents that are used in an official proceeding, which they did. They actually aired portions of these tapes on their televised hearings, which means they had to keep those. But yet he chose not to, Loudermilk added. I believe they exist somewhere. We've just got to find where all those videos are. But others are not so sure. William Pope, a J6 defendant who goes on X by at Free State Will, made a salient point. If the January 6th cover-up committee destroyed their primary source recordings to hide evidence... None of their transcripts or work product can be trusted. It's a complete sham. Their foundational evidence is missing, Pope said. As John Solomon reported in the aftermath of his interview with Loudermilk, the story gets worse for the now defunct January 6th committee. The revelation also could have implications for criminal trials being conducted in state court in Georgia and federal court in Washington, where former President Donald Trump and allies are charged with crimes related to the January 6, 2021 events. Trump's legal team recently was turned down by a judge when he requested certain evidence from the January 6 committee. The congressman added in the interview that House Republicans have no records of who the witnesses were, what they said, or why it is being used in the federal prosecution against Trump. But in addition to the vanished videotapes, there is another problem. The Democrat-led House Committee sent certain evidence, such as transcripts, to the Biden White House and Homeland Security Department. 
Loudermilk's GOP-led subcommittee says the documents are nearly fully redacted, so their contents can't be read. As Loudermilk put it, these documents belong to the House. They should have never been sent. And second of all, do not send them back to me this heavily redacted. Those are our documents, the chairman said. But my question is, why was it okay for a Democrat-run House of Representatives to have unredacted documents, but not when there's a Republican committee that's looking into this? What is it that the committee and all the White House is trying to hide? Based on what has been revealed by J6 surveillance tapes and the court documents so far, the inescapable conclusion is quite a lot. What's interesting about this is that even before this revelation came out, the January 6th committee members, particularly Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, were trying to discredit the January 6th tapes that had been released by Mike Johnson by just repeatedly showing the cherry-picked videos that showed violence. They chose to exclude any of those that showed the January 6th protesters being given a guided tour around the Capitol. So they're obviously shit scared, if you'll pardon my French, that their sham committee is about to be exposed completely. And many people on Twitter, or X as it now is called, are calling for the whole lot of them to be arrested. And given that it was a Fed surrection, that it was obviously a setup, they deserve to be in jail. Another great piece of news is that the truth, or more of the truth, is going to come out about the Seth Rich murder. And Slain News reports on this, uh, dated the 29th. Federal judge gives FBI 14 days to hand over evidence on Seth Rich's murder case. A U.S. federal judge has just dropped the hammer on the FBI and ordered the Bureau to hand over all evidence and files the agency has on former DNC staffer Seth Rich's murder case. 27-year-old Democratic National Committee employee Rich was murdered on July 10, 2016 in the Bloomingdale neighborhood of Washington, D.C. Rich died about an hour and a half after being shot twice in the back. The perpetrators were never apprehended. Police suspected he had been the victim of an attempted robbery, but none of his possessions were taken. Rich's mother told NBC's Washington affiliate WRC-TV there had been a struggle. His hands were bruised, his knees are bruised, his face is bruised, and yet he had two shots to his back, and yet they never took anything. They didn't finish robbing him, they just took his life. Rich has long been suspected to be the source who infamously leaked the emails of Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign to WikiLeaks in the run-up to the election. WikiLeaks published the emails of Clinton and her campaign chief, John Podesta. Attorney Ty Clevenger is the bulldog attorney who has been after the DOJ and FBI for years to get to the bottom of who supplied Clinton and Podesta's emails to WikiLeaks. This was always the key to the Russia collusion nightmare. If Russia didn't supply emails to WikiLeaks, then the Russia collusion story was built on a lie. Yet despite the Russian hacking narrative, the FBI has never asked WikiLeaks who supplied the emails. Meanwhile, WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange, who knows the identity of the source, 
is locked away and unable to communicate with the outside world. After years of denying they had anything related to Seth Rich, the FBI and DOJ were caught lying over and over again. In September, a judge finally demanded the FBI and DOJ provide all they had in regard to Seth Rich. However, the FBI responded by requesting another 66 years before releasing the information. Now a federal judge has just ruled the FBI must hand over evidence regarding Rich's murder, according to the Gateway Pundit. This is big news since only one year ago, in October 2022, the FBI attempted to bury the information on Rich's case for decades. However, the corporate media has always refused to cover the bombshell story regarding Rich's suspicious murder. Judge Amos L. Mazant ruled the FBI must hand over Rich's personal laptop, work laptop, a DVD and thumb drive within 14 days. A copy of the court ruling was sent to the Gateway Pundit by attorney Ty Clevenger. According to court documents, Mazant ruled a timeline for the disclosure of information on Seth Rich's personal laptop, Seth Rich's work laptop, the DVD and tape drive within 14 days following the issuance of this memorandum of opinion and order. According to authorities, Rich died from a botched robbery attempt and his murderer has never been found. In recent years, it's been reported by outlets that Rich made himself a target after he allegedly leaked DNC emails to WikiLeaks before his sudden death. Previously, the FBI prevented an FOIA request relating to Rich's death. So I did report on this prior, oh, quite some time ago on my radio show, because there was this claim that Russia had hacked the DNC and had downloaded these emails and the contents of the server, but there was an investigation into the download speed of the data and it was proven that it couldn't have been done from remote access. It had to have been transferred to a thumb drive, which, of course, is something that Seth Rich was able to do as being a staffer at the DNC. And, you know, the other thing I want to draw to attention is this is another um, proof of the FBI's criminality given that they're trying to hide the information. for Well, first they did, denied having any of this material. Then they want to hide it for 66 years. And the fact that it's got John Podesta emails and Hillary's emails is very much a link to what I said last week, that the Pizzagate scandal has surfaced again because of some indictments and prosecutions of people um, for pedophilia offences and child porn offences. And it's brought back into the public eye these code words that pedophiles use, like pizza and hot dogs and everything. So all of this is surfacing very uh, timely, if you like, and presumably these John Podesta emails include the ones to, to and from Hillary Clinton using these very same code words. And that's why they're desperate not to release this material. I think it's to Ty Clevenger, the lawyer that's been following this case all the time.
It's an interesting pattern, isn't it? Because Pfizer wanted to keep its information about the vaccine trials hidden for 75 years. It's like, really? So obviously you have something nefarious to hide. The other topic that's getting more and more coverage, at least in the alternative news, is the exposure of the truth behind these bioweapon vaccines. And this is a tweet from Coronavirus Plushy, um, and it's referring to the irrefutable data on New Zealand's excess deaths from the COVID jabs. And it, it's a whistleblower who's basically revealing the level of excess deaths that has happened since the rollout under Jacinda Ardern, who was obviously a WEF puppet and had the most extreme lockdowns and mandates, saying there's a massive increase in death rates following jabs given at various New Zealand sites. Example one, um, and it's Te Hopai Home and Hospital. Number of vaccinations, 191. Number of deaths, 61. Death rate, 31.94%. Example two, Queen's Park Medical Outreach 1. Number of vaccinations, 837. Number of deaths, 253. Death rate, 30.23%. Remember, average death rate is 0.75%. And in the UK, Andrew Bridgen, who is an absolute hero in relation to the coronavirus vaccine um, impact, it's the vaccines that are causing excess deaths in New Zealand, just like it's the vaccines causing excess deaths in the UK and elsewhere. And this was uh, speaking in the UK Parliament. Penny Mordant, who's, I believe, the health secretary, actually responded saying the report had been debunked, which, of course, it hasn't because the data is all there. The whole coronavirus vaccine narrative is falling apart all over the world. There are various countries suing Pfizer particularly because of the death rates. Uh, Texas sues Pfizer for conspiracy to censor vaccine critics. So, you know... Really, this whole thing is being exposed. People are now refusing vaccines. Pfizer's stock has dropped like a bomb. Um, their profits are down because people will not take up the vaccines. Um, countries are refusing to take any more vaccines. I can't remember which one it was, but Pfizer's suing them because they'd originally signed a contract for like 1.6 billion doses or something, and now they're saying, no, we don't want them. So it's all coming to the surface. It's another great reveal about the COVID scam. The other scam that's in the news is this climate change scam, given the 2023 Climate Change Conference. Newt Gingrich obliterates Biden administration for its dishonest trip to the UN climate conference. This was redstate.com. This thing wasn't even close to being fair. Former House Speaker Newt Gingrich totally dismantled climate alarmist extraordinaire John Kerry, Joe Biden's ridiculously named special presidential envoy for climate. Ostentatious as hell, but then so is John Kerry. 
In a no-nonsense Thursday appearance on Fox News' The Ingram Angle, Gingrich teed off on Kerry's arrival at the 2023 United Nations Climate Change Conference, this year being held in oil-rich Dubai. Newt told Laura Ingram that voters across the world are beginning to wise up. I think that the left is deeply committed to taking your money and spending it on their friends. Think about the irony. You go to the Middle East, the centre of producing oil and gas, in order to have a conference about why you shouldn't produce oil and gas. And they're good enough to say it with a straight face. Bingo. Gingrich then compared the UN Climate Conference to a Broadway show. This is an amazing Broadway show, which goes all over the world, playing from place to place. It's John Kerry flying into his next five-star hotel to go to the next gourmet restaurant in order to be deeply worried, at which point he has to go back, get on his plane to go to the next five-star hotel, to the next gourmet restaurant to be even more deeply worried. That self-absorbed, self-aggrandizing John Kerry to a T. Newt then twisted the knife, listing several countries that starting to realise that the climate change agenda is an elite rip-off of everyday workers. The whole thing is an elite rip-off of everyday workers, and that's what you're seeing in Argentina and Holland and Italy and across the planet. When John Kerry talks about giving away money, guess what? That's your money. John Kerry is cheerful about taking money from you to give to these people he's never met. Who will then, by the way, mostly squander it? They won't achieve anything. It's an absurdity. And historians will someday look back and say, how could they have been so stupid for so long? The US delegation includes Kerry, equally worthless Vice President Kamala Harris, Secretary of State Antony Blinken and White House clean energy czar John Podesta, among other senior officials. Joe, climate change is the existential threat to humanity. Biden was unavailable for a mumbling comment. And the people in the UK are up in arms as well because Rishi Sunak, the British Prime Minister, King Charles, not my king, and um, David Cameron, an ex-Prime Minister, who's just been appointed foreign secretary, who has never been elected. And there was one other as well, I, I, don't, I can't remember his name. All flew in their own private jets to Dubai for this conference. I mean, the hypocrisy of this, these people is just beyond belief. And Sunak has now pledged £1.8 billion for climate change projects in developing countries. And the people are saying, you are sending our money off to these third world countries for these climate change scam projects. And the whole of Britain is falling apart with all these illegal immigrants, with inflation through the roof, with so many problems and it's another case of people really waking up to the corruption of these politicians. And of course, you know, the common denominator of all of this is they're all WEF puppets. I mean, thankfully, in some countries, we've now got, um, you know, more right wing uh, leaders being voted in to counter this WEF globalist agenda. 
we've got certain EU countries who are saying no to this illegal immigration. They're calling out the vaccines as being bioweapons and so on. And people in the UK also who voted for Brexit are up in arms because Keir Starmer, who is the leader of the Labour Party, who has a great chance of getting in at the next election because the Conservative following or support has dropped like a stone because they've witnessed the complete corruption and anti-British actions of these people. He's now talking about taking the UK back into the EU. And of course, the EU is one of the biggest globalist Nazi-based organisations in the world. But people are not going to stand up for it. And there's a great deal of support now moving to the Reform Party in the UK because they're sick of this uniparty situation in the UK where the two main parties are as bad as each other, rather like people in the US are also up in arms about the rhinos uh, being part of the uni party with the Democrats. And we've seen examples of this where, you know, the Republicans are letting the Democrats literally get away with murder. So, yes, the point is people are waking up in droves. They're sick to death of these corrupt globalist WEF-owned politicians, bureaucrats and government organisations. The law enforcement agencies in the UK are just as bad as the FBI and the DOJ and everything else in the US. It's all the same playbook, but the people are standing up and saying, we are not having it. So that is very good news. So I'm just going to quickly finish with a reminder about what I said at the beginning of the show about focusing on what we want here and celebrating and being grateful for this complete exposure of the corrupt. And it's from the same book, The Magic of Believing. So be reminded, whatever you fix your thoughts upon or steadily focus your imagination upon, that is what you attract. So let's all put our thoughts, our imagination and our focused intention on the world that we want to create and see these criminals taken down. So that's all I'm going to cover today. I've got to the end of the show. I hope you've enjoyed it and that you'll join me for another Cosmic Creating show next week. I'd like to thank Nancy Hopkins for producing and... Derek Condit for sponsoring Cosmic Reality Radio. Go and find him at mysticalwares.com where there's a wonderful selection of shungite and metaphysical products. And just a reminder, you can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net where in my blog section I have a lot of free information about manifestation, mindfulness, neutrality, everything I talked about at the start of the show. So until next week, stay well. Be safe and bye for now. You have been listening to Cosmic Creating with Jan Shaw, updating current reality, a production of CosmicReality.com.